gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. I guess I should get right into it. Welcome, special guest Nevada Putnam. Howdy, howdy. How's it going, guys? All right, so we started with the special guest. That was an underwhelming intro. He'll get better, I promise. <laughs> now let's check in. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, you're muted, sir. Yeah, well, wow. Oh, all right, we're going to go ahead and check in with Eric. How are you doing this evening, Eric? I'm doing good. Uh, now that Nevada's here, we can hash out the details on when I'm going to get the drift this 18-wheeler. been waiting for this day for so long. It's coming. Right. It's coming. Let me know. It's coming. First of all, drifting an 18-wheeler. Hey, if the rock can do it, I can do it. Oh, yeah? Didn't the rock also single-handedly save L.A. from an alien attack? I thought it was uh, earthquake slash uh, what are the big waves called? Tsunami? I don't know. He has a pet monkey, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Rampage. <laughs> Shout out MJ. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. We got technical difficulties from Nick. While we're waiting for Nick to figure this out, I would like to take this moment to thank current sitting U.S. President Joseph Brandon Biden. And I'd also want I also like to congratulate drugs for winning the war on drugs. Yep. Still can't hear Nick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, maybe uh, check the settings in StreamYard to see if it's still registered to your mic. <laughs> He's still muted. Um, oh, my goodness. Unmute yourself and talk. Let's... Nope. <laughs> I think we should end the broadcast. No, no, no. This is classic gold. I really wish we could just play the Jeopardy, the Jeopardy time. Let's just count down how long Nick is taking to, to get this figured out. Really, this is how everybody has wanted to listen to Nick. Just, just, just the mouth moving, no noise. He gets super frustrated when his microphone's muted too. So this is even better. He's got to restrain himself. <laughs> Let's take turns making fun of Nick. Yeah, so what what are we putting at the over-under for minutes before Nick throws the headphones and the microphone? I don't know. It sounds like I can hear Nick now. Say something, Nick. Something. There you go. Yeah, there we go. I fucking hate <laughs> this microphone already. <laughs> All right, listen, we're back. We're three minutes in. We've had technical difficulties. This podcast is going great. I've been drinking wine. Everybody else is drunk. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to talk about baseball we're gonna we're gonna talk about Aaron Judge. We're gonna talk about who's gonna win the World Series. You should fade us. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm so I'm so I'm so frustrated. I was gonna talk about NC State and going down to NC State and watching them beat the breaks off Florida State. But you know what? Well, this episode's it. off the wheels. We, as Nick alluded to, we will be discussing. The MLB playoffs. That's right. The 2022 rendition of the Chase to the World Series trophy is now, well, tomorrow will be underway when you're most likely listening to this podcast. We're going to pick the wild card round. We're going to pick the NL and ALDS, the NL and ALCS, and eventually we'll get you our World Series winning champions. Does that sound good, boys? Yeah, I think we can do that. 
before we get into it, though, we have a communion with E. So I'm going to go ahead and toss this to E and see how we're doing. All right. So uh, for a special communion with E this week, we're going to do um, top five drinks you would order at a bar. Not just alcohol. Top five drinks you would order at a bar. I'll take a glass of milk. So for those of you who are wondering, uh, Eric is currently in his third stint at the uh, Malibu Dreams Clinic uh, with his white walls and his unopening windows. Uh, and they only give little, me plastic cups and plastic straws. Although they did give you long mm. enough of a, a window shade that I think we were going to have to talk to management about over there. We, we don't want you to have that long of a window shade. You might try to smoke it. You might try to fashion it into some sort of a bong. So we'll we'll, we'll have to make sure that that management is, is talked to about that. And yeah, you do have ice water. That's good. That's yeah. That's good for for any for any recovering uh, addict. And what what are you in for, Eric? I, you know, I'm not allowed to talk about it until the case <laughs> okay. is done. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, let's not actually say that because people are going to think we have like a, a a to be convicted felon on our podcast, which we do not have. No, nah, it's sure. like the Duke lacrosse team. Oh, whoa, Jesus, where is this whoa, going? Whoa. Where is this? Where, where is this going? Allegations, but no, you know, no probations. <laughs> what? Allegations, <laughs> but did you did you try to say probation? No, provations. They never or... proved anything. Oh, I know it's not a real oh, word, but I'm running with it. Listen, this this podcast is off to as bad a start as this Broncos Colts game, so we're in it to win it. At this, I point. really think Eric just says words and then he he justifies it by going, "All words are made up." Fuck you. Are they not? Are they not? Exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Jermaine, can you get us back on track, please? Uh, it's it's a constant headache just hearing Eric speak. <laughs> All right. I have handed it to E for a communion with E, and he was supposed to take it away, but he hasn't. So today's communion with E is top 10 GMs in sports. No, no, no. Time. No, no. I thought we were doing the pop culture pick em. No. Oh, we're doing the communion. Oh, I bet. Are bad, you bad, listening bad. to me when I'm speaking? Can I, I am. Can you, can you guys hear me right now? So when I said we're going to start with communion E, and I said i'm gonna kick it to e you thought we were doing pop culture pick em? that's nevada's, how we start the nevada, show nevada's nevada's gonna think we're on we're an unprofessional podcast here what is Man. happening eric there's two it, episodes a week one episode has pop culture pick em, one has community communion with E. this week has one already in the books where we I, I understand how it works dude i understand how it works you just gonna gave me these these tasty drinks that I shouldn't have in this rehab center, and things go haywire for me, dude. <laughs> so anyway, back to the communion with E. I was having a, I was reading an article on uh, this certain baseball GM. They call him the breaker of curses, and um, I started thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder who the greatest GM of all time is. So as a unit, as a collective, I'd like to see if we can come up with the top ten list of the greatest sports GMs in the history of sports GMing. Greg Breidich. So, uh, uh, <laughs> my goodness, this is just triggering to the, any individual that knows the English language. <laughs> so, uh, well, obviously, the GM you're you're talking about is uh, Brian Cashman, right? The breaker of curses. Mm-mm. What? Theo Epstein, obviously. God, it's the it's Theo Epstein. All right. Okay. The, Theo, Theo Epstein, by the way, for. 
for those of you who don't know, Theo Epstein obviously ended the he was he was actually the youngest GM ever to be hired uh, in baseball history. He was 32 when he got hired. He was hired by the Boston Red Sox. They obviously won a World Series in 2004. Excuse me, 2004, and then he won a World Series with the Cubs in 2015. So therefore, he has broken two curses. Precisely. So he's That's on the list, right? <laughs> like I, like I'm not. No, yeah. So, well, so okay. are we starting, <laughs> Eric? Please drive. <laughs> uh, all right. So no, I just it's an open discussion. We're gonna start at number ten. I want you guys to work through it and then give me your top 10. I have a list here. I'm going to write them down as we go. Call it out. This is number nine, so I can put it in the nine spot. But work through it. Okay. Use your number brains. Ten, num- number 10 is not Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein no. is number one. He is the, the single yeah, he's general the... manager of all time. You don't end the Red Sox curse and then follow it up by ending the much maligned Chicago Cubs curse. I mean, if you've seen the Chicago Cubs roster currently, you understand what Theo Epstein <laughs> Eric, can you look up how many years of curses Theo Epstein has ended? It's got to be 200 <laughs> years worth, right? <laughs> I think it's. Yeah, I think the Cubs, the Cubs was 100 and – because it was what 19, 1909, right? Hundred for the Cubs. It was a hundred. The curse lasted seventy one years from forty five to twenty sixteen. That can't be right. For what the Red the Sox? curse of the Billy Goat was a sports curse that was supposedly placed on the Chicago Cubs Major League Baseball franchise in nineteen forty five. Supposedly that's what it said. No, not, no, not, the last Cubs World Series. Last yeah, Cubs World Series, I think, was like nineteen oh eight or nineteen oh nine. Pretty sure it's 108 years of yeah. World Series. So 1907 or 1908 to 2016. So it's 108 years. 1908. Damn, that's a professional podcast. Uh, no, so it took a real long way to get there. After I and then it's 19, <laughs> 1918, so, 1918 to 2004. So yeah. So he's had. So he has over. He has over 200 years of curse breaking. Do you have seen just has good luck for for years, right? Like he can that step man, on as many cracks as he wants. That man can his be mama's back president and start nuclear warfare, and I'd forgive him. And they and the <laughs> missiles would all miss. They would miss because the gods would be like, you, you know what? You're the you're the curse breaker. The only thing right, left so, is the Indians. He so fixes number, them. Number ten. Let's get in. Let's get into this community with E. Number ten. Who are we thinking for number ten on this uh, GM? All right. So, so I'm. So I think Nevada and I will agree on this, right? So I'll, I'll I, actually, you know what? I'll actually defer to our guest. I won't take over. I'll defer to our guest for the GM that I'm thinking about. Oh, that you're thinking of. If it's that you're thinking of, then it's got to be Super Joe Sackick. 21 years between championships, a player for the Avs, the moves that he made and how dominant the Colorado Avalanche have been, it's got to be Joe Sackick. I don't know. That feels like a lot of recency bias. It probably is. <laughs> yeah. Between recency and homer bias, yeah, super Joe Look, Sackick. I, I, yeah. No, no disrespect to Joe Sackick. I'll allow, him to, I'll allow him to sit at number 10, but when you're coming to the table for best GMs and – We've only got one championship, and he's only been a GM for yeah, like I mean, five, six. He's not even the GM anymore. So he's the GM for five, six years, gets a championship, and he's on this list. I mean, can we can we throw can we throw a guy like Billy Bean on there? I mean, the A's have not won shit, right? But Billy Bean has constantly taken 
a just absolutely gutted team and pulled them and pulled them single-handedly through his moves into the playoffs. So it's funny that you bring that up because in an article written by Zach Pomerantz for Bleach Report in 2013, he has his top 15 GMs of all time, and he has Mr. Butter Billy Bean at number one. Uh, I don't think he's one. Okay, so we're gonna well, we got Joe Sackage at number ten. We'll allow that because that's special guest Nevada and Nick have agreed on that. Number nine, I will allow for the the pick, Mister Moneyball himself. Uh, he reinvented a way, a way to win in a sport that had existed for over a hundred years. He changed baseball, and yeah. he did-, did it in such a revolutionary way that it paved way for, you know, analytics to become a much bigger part of sports. So for that reason, I will allow him at number nine. I'd like to nominate Ozzy Newsom, ex Baltimore oh, Ravens. Yeah, General dude. Yeah. hundred percent. Number eight. Shout out Joshua Spencer, by the way. <laughs> hey, Spence, old buddy, uh, old pal. Real quick, going back to the Billy Bin thing. Didn't the Red Sox, literally take his method or the guy that wrote the method and just put more money into the method and which Correct. resulted in them winning two, World Series? Okay. Two, well, uh, well, 2000, 2000, 2000, after 2001, when the A's had the longest winning streak, achieved the longest winning streak in AL in American League history with basically after losing Giambi, Damon, and Jason Isringhouse, the and they still made it back to the playoffs and they still lost the Boston Red Sox paid Billy Bean what at the time was the most that a GM had ever been paid, and he rejected it to stay with the A's. That money that they took, and then they paid a 32-year-old Theo Epstein to be their GM, and then he implemented Moneyball with what's the first five letters of Moneyball? Money, he money? implemented Moneyball with money and won a if World Series. If I was muted, it would have been right in there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what happens when you take saber metrics and you add moneyball and you add money, money to it, it becomes moneyball. And it's how the Boston Red Sox won the 2004 and 2007 World Series. Because they literally had bums. Oh, well, they had what the league thought was bums. Kevin Euclid, bum. That's my catcher, man. Or first baseman, man. Kevin Millar, bum. Yeah. Nomar Garcia Parra, bum. So they traded him. <laughs> he never won a World Series. All right. So we got Joe Sackage at 10, Billy Bean at 9, Ozzie Newsom at 8. Oh, he's spring so it into good. 7. Man. What about this dude for the Golden State Warriors, Bob Myers? What are we thinking? Yeah. Hold on. He's way higher up this list. I was right, going to say, I was going to say Kevin McHale. For the moves he made for Boston, maybe? Does Kevin McHale belong in the top ten? Which which moves? You talk about when he with Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett? Yeah, the the what big three and then the and then the moves he made to establish like the, the current crop that they have right now, the current no, team see, that they have right now. I don't I don't think it was Kevin McHale, my guy. I think it was Danny Ainge. Oh. So, well, maybe Dan, well, maybe Danny Ainge then. So, Danny Ainge, I agree with that one. We should nominate Danny Ainge here. So, Danny Ainge is the person responsible for turning Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown when Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett had two years. Well, maybe that's that's a little rough. But um, 
they only had a few years left, and they all translated into picks. Um, so yeah, I I agree. Danny Ainge is also responsible for trading Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and trading Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and completely reloading the asset war chest of Utah Jazz. So. The man has a history and track record of being phenomenal when it comes to um, being a general manager. So I, I agree with him being on this list. Can can somebody tell me the general manager of the Cowboys when the Herschel Walker trade went down? I've been trying to Google it. Oh, that's good. It. I, mm. is, was it was – it, um, man, who was the head coach? The one that got fired. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy jo- Was Jimmy Johnson the GM? And the coach at the same time. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Terry, Terry Jones was the general manager in 1989. Hey, which is, which is when the Herschel Walker trade happened. Okay, well, uh, that was. I was about to say, 80s and 90s Jerry Jones. It was not Jerry Jones who did that though. So that's okay. why it's it's not. Oh, because but Jerry Jones was the owner. He was the owner. Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson because Jimmy Johnson got the credit because it was Jimmy Johnson who masterminded the trade for Herschel Walker. So this is this is not off. The, it's the reason why the Cowboys have not been successful is because Jimmy Johnson had the idea to trade for all these players associated to picks just to cut the player. You gotta love that. And so I'm not. Hey, when did when when did when did they trade Herschel Walker? When did they trade Herschel Walker? Eighty nine. So Tex. So it might it might have been tra- yeah Tex Ram yeah. I, I think it was Jimmy Johnson who was responsible okay. for it. But since we can't corroborate, we will go ahead and move yeah. on to another to another individual. Al Davis. Mm-hmm. What about Al- Dave Dombrowski? Al Davis, dude. Dave Dombrowski. I don't know who that is actually. Or maybe I do, and I'm just drawing a blank. White Sox. Seattle won two championships with the Florida teams. MLB. White Sox and Seattle. I don't know. Dave Dombrowski. All right. Al Davis. Let me give you some of Al Davis highlights, right? He hired John Madden. He had four Hall of Fame offensive linemen at one point. He had three Hall of Fame wideouts. Fred Bolitnikoff, Cliff Branch, Tim Brown. He made the Raiders an identifiable brand, right? Why we still recognize the Raiders are good at football. They won from 1967 to 1985. They won 11 games 11 times. This is, by the way, before the 16-game era. They were in that same span 11 AFL or AFC title games, and they won three Super Bowls during it. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> you you have swayed me. And he is he was and we talk about his work with the Raiders. Al Davis, regardless of how we remember Al Davis, because I remember Al Davis as a crazy old man, right? Right. Al Davis single handedly well not maybe not single handedly, Al Davis was a main contributor to the merger between the AFL and the NFL. And he is the reason that the NFL is what it is today. Okay. 
he might have to be higher on this. Team. He might have to be higher. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving at this point. I'm just giving GMs to facilitate the conversation. Eric, can you uh, read off the list we have so far? All right. So so far we have Joe Sakic at ten, Billy Bean at nine, Ozzie Newsom at eight, Danny Ainge at seven, Al Davis at six. We're at five, and then I got some names that I want to throw your way. One, one second. I think Nevada has something. What, oh, you have anything, Nevada? Yeah, I got, I got two more to throw into the mix. I don't know where they're going to land. They're going to land top five, but the Dark Lord, Bill Belichick, <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. and then he cannot yeah. draft for shit, but he can develop. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Red Auerbach for the Celtics. Oh, Red Auerbach oh, is a great pick. God, I guess a Jerry, great pick. Was Jerry Buss the GM for the Lakers? I oh. think, uh, During the showtime. No, no, no. 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 He, no. he was a consultant. He, he yeah. hired a GM, but he was the owner. So. Uh, so just to throw this guy into the mix, too, we got uh, Red Auerbach and then R.C. Buford. And what did our, what's R.C. Buford's claim to fame, please? He won the NBA championship with the Spurs in 99, 03, 05, 07, and 14. Oh, well. <laughs> wow, that's – I mean, that's All a right. – like, yeah. listen. Hey, he, I'm not going to argue with Tim that Duncan, Manny Joey, and Tony Parker. We might are, those good, to, are those good players? We might have to bump some of these people down. Yeah, no Bill doubt. Belichick and Red Auerbach have to be there. R.C. Buford has to be there. So we have our next three, right? Bob Myers is top – Two, I think Bob Myers is the best GM in history behind Theo Epstein, so that right. would be one and two. But there are other people that we have to we have to consider. Steve Weiserman, I know that two people on this podcast want to say no, but he's the person who built the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he's currently building a Detroit Red Wings with spoilers. I will pick to make the playoffs this year. Steve Weiserman can eat my dick, but sure, I'll allow him on this list. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great GM. He's he's the same. He's a, we're, we're we're gonna see. We already saw the team that he built in the Lightning. Obviously, like if not for the juggernaut that was the Colorado Avalanche that finally got past the non-Vegas Knights Western Conference playoffs, like finally played enough bully hockey to get to the Stanley Cup. Like we finally like the Tampa Bay Lightning built on what Steve Yzerman did. Would have been a would have been three would have three peated a Stanley Cup. The last time we saw that was was what the the early two thousand Penguins. No, it would have been the eighties. Oh, the uh, the eighties Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, when they won yeah. four. Bro, who's to say the Who's to say the Lightning don't do that again? Right, and now he's building this Detroit Red Wings team, which has been the which has been for the last couple of years an absolute favorite of mine in the absolute garbage can. But you know what happens when you're in the absolute garbage can for years after years after years? Ask the Astros. Ask the ask the fucking Avalanche. Ask the Braves. <laughs> ask the Dolphins. Ask the Jaguars. Right? You get a lot of good picks, and and sometimes all you need is to hit on fifty percent of those picks, and they're good. So, so sure, Jerry, all I'm on this list. So. So now we have now we have a, a process of elimination to hit, boys, because Jerry Krause has still not made this list. If you don't there's, think Jerry Krause, a great one. If you don't think Jerry Krause is a top five GM, then you can go ahead and kick rocks, and I don't want to talk to you about. Can GMs. I can I submit another one to the list? 
I don't. I think the list is long. I think we're at fifteen now. <laughs> Bill Bill Polian. Oh, we remember him as just a, the Colts GM and his DUI and like maybe not that good. He took over as the Bills GM, right? Nineteen eighty-eight. He drafted Bruce Smith, Brian Kelly, Cornelius Bennett, Thurman Thomas. He built a Bills team that won or that made it to the Super Bowl, won four AFC championships. He was fired in 1993, ended up going and being the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. In the Carolina Panthers' second year, he made the, the NFC championship game. And then he got the respect and was able to become the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. And we all know the story behind that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bill Polian has to, oh, Bill Polian has to be in there for sure. Yeah. So, what is that banging noise? It's Eric just banging his desk. <laughs> horny, a uh, horny right. bonk, a horny bonk for you, Eric. All right, Eric, read us the list of names that we've given. We have to narrow down, I believe, five now. Okay, so just to go over the list again, it's Joe Sackage, Billy Bean, Ozzy Newsom, Danny Ainge, Al Davis, R.C. Buford, Bill Belichick. Two empty spots, and we got Theo. Then we have Sam Presti, Bob Meyer, Steve Weiserman, Jerry Krause, Bill Polian. Yeiserman. 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 Red Auerbach. Where, where is he in Red there? Arbach. Red Arbach's oh, got to be in there, too. And Red Arbach. God damn it. I thought we had him. So I thought Bill Belichick was five. Red Auerbach was four. R.C. Buford was three. And then we had Bob Myers, two. And we had Theo Epstein, number one. But – this list is, list has got to get shifted. Bill Polian has probably got to be on there, dude. Uh, Jerry Krause has got to be on there. I've been looking at a couple articles. Kevin Colbert has been the Steelers GM since two thousand. Two Super Bowls, five AFC Championship games, five NFC North titles, and I don't know when this article was written, but Ben Roethlisberger, Casey Hampton, Troy Polamalu, Heath Miller, San Antonio Holmes, Kendall Simmons are all his draft picks. Plus two Super Bowls. Plus plus two. That's all they named of of players that he selected. (laughs) Of players that he's drafted. This is uh, somebody named Antonio Brown. Oh, this is a two. This is a 2011 article. (laughs) Yeah, well, the Steelers haven't really. uh, I think how many AFC championships have they played in since? Since Big Ben got old. I, I look. I think we got a robust list. I think Joe Sackage needs to fall off. No disrespect, fellas. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, Billy Bean might need to fall off because he's never won anything, minus a bunch of games in a row. <laughs> Yo, no, I I will not accept Billy Bean falling off this list, dude. He keep he keeps the A's as perennial contenders. Every three years, the A's are back in the are back in the conversation as a playoff team and back in the playoffs, whether it be wild card or whatever. Mm-hmm. Billy Bean is one of the greatest GMs of all time. Yeah, he doesn't have the titles. Whatever, fuck that. He, he builds number ten. Okay, fine. Fuck it. I just need him on this list. He's number ten. Um, I think we're gonna have to move Bob Myers down a bit, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so I all right, so I think the best way to do this is we all three have debated. We've given you a pool, Eric. We've mm-hmm. given you their accolades. You give us 
10 through one about what you think from the, from the pool we've given you. And All knows, right. I love Sam Presti, but he cannot. <laughs> Sam Presti list. is not on this list. <laughs> Sam Presti <laughs> could have been the greatest GM of all time, but he just. <laughs> no, he can hey, be. Hey, who's the, the who's, jury's still out. Who's the trust the process guy? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. All right, Eric. All right, all right. We gave you a pool, Eric. That was, a, right. that was an unnecessary <laughs> shot. Give me our 10 through 1. All right, let me just organize it real quick. I got to okay. change a few things I, here. And I'm going to explain my reasoning as to why I moved some of them. Go ahead, Pavetta. I think realistically, out of whatever ten Eric picks, you could argue for anybody in any position, easily. Yeah, that's that's the, always the hard part of doing this, man. There's been a lot of really great GMs. I love this conversation. All right, so I moved some people around, um, and I'll explain why later. So number ten, Billy Bean. Thank number you. nine, Jerry Krause. What? No. Oh man! Only because only because of his ego and him breaking up that team, they could have been greater. So that he does have flaws to that. They Fuck him! Fuck him! They won six titles. They should have won twelve if he didn't they have an won, ego. They won six titles. If Michael Jordan could have stopped gambling years. and wouldn't have been suspended six for two titles years. in seven years, <laughs> six and eight. Oh anyway. My God. Six, oh, yeah, sorry. That makes it so much different. Anyway. He, he three-peated twice. <laughs> yeah. Right. What a bum oh, sorry, at nine. Eric. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. Go Just ahead. Not even, not even top ten. Eight, Ozzie Newsome. Nine, Danny Ainge, because he only won one championship. Shouldn't even be on this list. There's people that deserve to be bound here. Oh, right, because there's people on this list before him that won six championships. But, okay, yeah. keep going. Actually, you're right. You're right. We're going to take Danny Ainge this off. Is and we're gonna... <laughs> this is your list. This is your list. I'm going to take ranked him. him. All right, time out. You're right. I didn't think of that. But I'm going to add Steve Weiserman. Yeiserman. Yeiserman. I'm going to add Steve Yeiserman. Not a soft J. Yai. Stevie Y. Stevie right. Y. So Newsom at eight. The Steve Cat at seven. So Al so Davis at six. No titles. Red Auerbach at five. R.C. Buford at four. Bob Meyer at three. Bill at two, Bill Belichick at two, and your boy Theo Epstein at one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with one. I didn't argue with one from the beginning. Belichick, just because he did it for 20 years, he developed the listen, greatest defenses. And he listen, didn't any, well. and listen, anybody that disagrees with Theo Epstein at one, 615-972-2836. Ah! Give me a call. <laughs> we will discuss why you are the biggest idiot on the planet. Bro, Over 200 plus years, 200 plus years of curse breaking experience. Uh, Nick, I, I think they would be the second biggest idiot because you just put your number out on a public platform. That's Love it. Ladies, hit me up. <laughs> Ladies, hit me so, up. So, yeah, uh, you would be the first. <laughs> that, ne- that number's been changed, by the way. Don't call it. And I'm actually gonna switch. Backpedal has been changed. I'm gonna no, switch Red Auerbach and Jerry Krause because Auerbach won in an era where he had the only dominant player at the time. So it's not that hard to be a good GM when you have a dude averaging 50 points and 30 rebounds for you. Um, and Jerry Krause did put together multi, like he built a three-team winner 
got broken down and he built up another one. So no disrespect to Jerry. He needs to go higher on the list. Who did who did Red Auerbach have that averaged fifty and thirty? Bill Russell. Bill Russell, the Wilt Chamberlain averaged fifty and thirty. Bill Russell career averages is like twenty and it's like 20, <laughs> twenty and twenty. No, whatever. He, 20 he still had Bill Russell, the most dominant champion of all time in the NBA history. Okay, you knocked him for drafting Bill Russell, but all right. Yeah. Fuck the Celtics. What I a just cheater. like you imagine Eric, like being Eric upset at someone for drafting Bill Russell. Like I would draft Bill Russell. Hey, and right, somebody and probably now. Somebody we didn't mention on this list, but it's Pat. Bill Riley. Russell right now. Yes. Pat Riley bum. Oh wow. Coach and GM should have been on this list. Wow. I think he was a better coach though. Yeah. When you inherit Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the Showtime Lakers, it's pretty easy to win championships. Oh, is it? Yeah, I could coach that team, too. You could do it? All right, yeah. That's what I thought was coming. <laughs> okay, so now that we've gone through that exercise, let's go ahead and put up. Oh, we've already read the final list, correct? Yes. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the MLB playoff preview. So, <laughs> for those of you who have been living under a rock, Aaron Judge is 62 home runs. Albert Pujols is 702. The home run race this year was fantastic to watch. It was awesome to cheer for. Uh, and if you don't agree, then fuck you. You don't like baseball. But with that being said, we have the wild card rounds kicking off tomorrow. The four matchups are the Seattle Mariners taking on the Toronto Blue Jays, the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the Cleveland Guardians, the St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Philadelphia Phillies, and the New York Mets taking on the San Diego Padres. Now, does anyone know the four home teams in these? Uh, the home the the home team are are held at the higher seeds uh, home stadium. It's gonna so be it, so it's it's gonna be Mets, Cardinals, uh, Guardians, Blue Jays. Mets, Cardinals, Guardians, Blue Jays. Okay, correct. So let's start with the let's start with the AL. Okay. Right. So the AL has the Seattle Mariners traveling to Toronto to take on the Toronto Blue Jays. For those of you who uh, don't know, the MLB has recently changed their playoff format. Uh, I believe this is the first year where the wild card round is now a three-game series, vice a one, like a winner-take-all playoff game. So. Seattle Mariners at Toronto in a three-game series. Let's go ahead and toss to Nick for his choice in this matchup first. Do you guys want odds real quick? Yeah, please. All right, so for the that series, uh, Blue Jays are minus 160. Mariners are plus 130. Minus <sighs> 160, plus, one, uh, plus 130. Okay. So Mariners are the dogs, plus right. 130. Uh, there is the two teams that are predicted. It's a dumb, that's, that's dumb stuff. I was going to give, I was going to give you guys baseball reference odds, but they look, they look dumb. Um, most likely scenarios. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> dumb. All right. So, okay. <laughs> so Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Seattle Mariners, right? You, what you're talking about here is you're talking about, Two fantastic young teams, right? Both playing with uh, house money 
the the Blue Jays didn't really think they would be where they were right now, but they're facing a team that <laughs> that definitely did not think they would be where they were right now in the Seattle Mariners. One of the things, and and if you guys have tuned into this podcast for a while, one of the things I love to harp on in the postseason is the regular season is all about your home team coming, your, your whole team coming together for 162 games. Like I love to say when you're gambling on baseball, this is why we do so well, by the way, 2.5K uh, MLB futures, room 303. This is why we do so well over the course of a baseball season because it's 162 random events that somehow make a pattern. That's what baseball is. But when you get down to three-game, five-game, seven-game series, you have to look at significant factors when it comes to the postseason. And one of those most significant factors is bullpen ERA and pitching ERA in general, right? Both the Toronto Mariners, or the Toronto Mariners, both Toronto and the Mariners have really good pitching staffs. I think the advantage here goes to Toronto because they are the home team. And you got to think that Seattle, whenever you celebrate something like that too early, you kind of, you know, to excuse the phrase, you kind of blow your load a little too early. Yeah. Um, I don't agree, though. I'm riding the Mariners. Give me the dog in this matchup. The Toronto Blue Jays played in an incredibly tough division, yes, so they're battle-tested. But I'm taking the Seattle Mariners. They're playing like they shouldn't be here. The call that clinched and cemented the 21 playoff drought being over with was fantastic. This team is this team feels hot to me. This team feels like they're playing loose. There's no pressure. And they get to travel they they get to travel to Toronto where the pressure's going to be on the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have been on the cusp the last 2 years. I I have been a big Blue Jays proponent, but the pressure's on them and I don't think they have what it takes to win it. I'm taking Seattle Mariners plus money to win this in 3. Does so it, does it does it impact you that Seattle doesn't have a left fielder anymore? They've put both their starting and backup left fielder on the DL, and their left fielder that they have to replace him is a rookie who has not hit over 174, 175 in the majors. No. Okay. So does uh as to Nick's point with the pitching, um the uh what is it called? The Blue Jays uh bullpen was sixteenth in the majors in war but ahead of only St. Louis among playoff teams. Their closer, Romano, Jordan Romano, has six blown saves. Most how, by... Daddy-like. How many How many saves does he have, though? Uh, 20, 21. Oh, yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> he has six blown and he only has 21? Oh, yeah. That no, not, not good. So, so just, really just looking at stats, right, that, to, to support Jermaine's claim, right, I took the I took the Mariners at the All Star break plus four thousand to win the World Series. So believe me, I'm on the Seattle hype train. Like, don't get me wrong, Seattle hype train four days, right? Looking at bullpen ERA, Toronto has a three point seven seven bullpen ERA. Seattle is a bullpen ERA of three point three three, right? Seattle in baseball is the sixth highest bullpen ERA. Let me list some of the teams that they're behind: Astros, Dodgers, Yankees. 
Braves, right? Seattle has a very good bullpen, right? When it comes to pitching, their FIP, which is fielding independent ERA, which basically takes all like, uh, it basically takes all errors and basically it's how a batter hits a ball off a pitcher, right? Seattle has the basically the same ERA that Seattle has from their total pitchers, and that's 3.9, right? Toronto has 3.85. I think Seattle has the right mix of young players to win this series. The, I, I, I will be tuning into this series to watch because it is youth versus youth, bullpen versus bullpen. It is, it is like versus like matching each other, and I'm so excited to watch it. I will give you a betting nugget for the 2023 season. That's right. That's how professional this podcast is. The winner of this series will be a force to reckon with in the AL from 2023 on. Book it. Book it. All right. So, Nevada, do you you agree with Seattle or are you taking Toronto in this series? No, I'll go Seattle. I, I like it. So, now we've got three of four, Eric. What do you got on this? Seattle. Boom. It's a sweep. So that means Toronto Blue Jays just won this series. Yep. Whenever four people agree on one show, that means the other team won. No, no, I'm- no, no, no. If you remember my original pick, I said Toronto wins this. Toronto's been in this position before, but I would not be upset if Seattle wins this. Oh, perfect. Thank you. So the Seattle betters, we love the plus money. Fuck you, Nick. We'll be, we'll, we'll be sending you photos of our Mai Tais. The next matchup, Eric, can you give it to us? The second AL matchup with the odds, por favor. <laughs> and a hush falls over the crowd. Nick, yeah. right. uh, quick quick question for you yeah. regarding uh, Seattle and Toronto. Yeah. I know we've talked about it, or you guys have talked about it in the NFL where East travels West or vice versa. Oh, baby! Does, does that affect... Uh, uh, games MLB. I know they're a little tell bit me, tell me what t- and stuff. Tell me what time zone Toronto's in. You might change my mind. Is Toronto in the Eastern time zone? Uh, east or East plus one. I don't know. Something Fuck like yeah. That. Fuck yeah. I'm ready it, for it. When are the these, when are these games being played? Tell me when these games are being played early or late. Oh, Early game, early game, bet the blue Jays late game. Who gives a fuck? Bet the better team. <laughs> All right, so so uh, I'll start it off while Eric's looking for odds. You want to talk about a Blue Jays Mariners game? This is like, this is the guard like the wild card matchups we get in the AL. You should be thanking the baseball gods, right, for these matchups. They're excellent, right? Cleveland a three seed, Tampa Bay a six seed. I can't separate these two teams, right? I'll take the plus money because I'm a gambler. But I'm so excited to watch this playoff. Who? Uh, at the beginning of the year, what did we have Cleveland? The third, fourth, maybe even fifth. There, there was some stuff. I may have had Cleveland as the fifth team in dead the AL in the water Central. is what you're looking for. Yeah, dead in the water. Cleveland was dead. Steve Kwan hit 300 this year. Cleveland has had the only two AL hitters to hit above 310. Since the 1990s Indians, this team is the team of destiny. You can look at every single one of these four teams in the AL wildcard and go, 
I can pick them out to be a team of destiny, right? The Rays, look at what they've done the last couple of years when they've been counted out as a wild card in the playoff, a six seed. They've made a run. I love the Guardians because I think everybody is focusing on every other team, the Astros, the Yankees, the Blue Jets. I think the Guardians handily won the AL Central and they deserve to be the three seed and they'll prove why they deserve to be the three seed with bullpen pitching, with regu- with with starting pitching and with their lineup that hit, that has good contact and can and and and, and will win this series. It will be a Guardian sweep. Eric, can, uh, you, can you give us the odds, please? Yeah, so the Guardians are uh, minus 125. The Rays are plus 105. It, it, the favorite in this matchup will win. The Rays cannot score runs. Their offense is anemic. They don't have people who hit the long ball. Randy Orosanena is a doubles machine, and I'm love, I love Randy, but he's struggling a little bit. They don't have the offense to take on the Cleveland Guardians. Now, the Rays' strength is the pitching. And the postseason. Because somehow the Rays bring players that play in the postseason. But I don't trust the strategy the manager employs where he pulls the starter before they're ready to leave the matchup. I don't trust them stopping the Cleveland Guardians' bats for them to score enough runs to top it. So, if Cleveland scores two, Tampa has to score three. And I'm betting against that every single time, as Nick alluded to, which is shocking that we're that we are agreeing on this one. I thought he was going to take the Rays. I'm taking the Cleveland Guardians to win this matchup and go toe to toe with the New York Yankees. And if that isn't the David and Goliath story for this year that you wanted, I don't know what to tell you. So- Jose Ramirez has stayed with the team. And he's proven them right by continuing to be productive every single year. Sorry, Preach, Eric, go brother. Ahead. Preach brother. <laughs> so just to just because I I, um, I believe that a, a, a bullpen and a deep pitching roster can actually take you all the way through October. Listen to this: Jason Adam, Pete Fairbanks, uh, Shane McClanahan, who was a Cy Young candidate for three quarters of the season. McClanahan, yeah. McClanahan, Drew Rasmussen, Jeffrey Springs. All have all finished with sub 300 ERAs. Then they still have Tyler Glass, Glass now, and who just came back from Tommy John, and they have Corey Kluber. That's a rotation that could take you deep in October. Hey, Eric, remind me who did uh, Tyler Glasgow get cut by when he had when he uh, when he got Tommy John surgery? I, I I don't remember. I believe you're looking for the now defunct Indians. And he got cut by the Tampa Bay Rays. He used to be a Tampa Bay Rays pitcher. Oh, wow. Look, I will say you named a fantastic bullpen and starting pitching lineup. But what you're failing to mention is the context of quality starts that they have been putting out lately. Oh, you're talking about the Rays. Never mind. He didn't get cut. He was He's a Rays pitcher. You're, met, you're yeah. mentioning Rays pitchers, right? Tyler yes. Glasnow, yeah. That's right. why I okay. thought the Indians. Glasgow, by the way. Glasgow for the podcast. No, no. That's insulting. You can't call him a Glasgow. He's Glasgow, like the like the capital in Scotland, maybe. Who do say? Uh, look, the pitching is fantastic, but it's a three game series. It's a three game series, and I don't trust the manager on the Rays. The Rays should have a World Series, but the manager got in their way. All right, Devada, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I so I was 
the big thing for me is the home and away split. So Tampa away, because if I did my math correctly, uh, Cleveland is the home team. Tampa you did, away, yes. Yes. Uh, Tampa away, 35 and 46. They are 11 games under 500 on the road. Cleveland at home, 46 and 35, 11 game, or no, I'm sorry, 40, yeah, 46 and 35 at home, 11 above. If you count that a, a wash. Preach, Cleveland, brother, preach. <laughs> Cle- Cleveland on the road is 46 and 35, the exact same record at home that they have on away. They this... can play away, they can play at home, they'll get it done in the, the first round. It's been, it's been so asinine that this season, People have continuously counted out the Cleveland Guardians. Myself Eric, included, Eric, included. who is the Cleveland Guardians manager? Terry, Terry Francona. Francona. Oh, it is? The man wins championships. All right, so if I just... You, I... If you don't think Terry F., my boy Terry F., is getting the fucking Guardians ready to play baseball with the name... What do we say about teams with jerseys or name changes, Jermaine? (laughs) They're going to the ship. Uh, Cleveland Guardians, Eric, get us the World Series odds. What are the the World Series odds for the Cleveland Guardians, Eric? Plus 3,500. Plus 3,500. I'm going to put some pizza money on it. And when, when it comes to November and the Guardians and Terry F. and Stevie K., and Jose R and Jose Ramirez are just booking that trip to Disneyland after winning the World Series. You guys are gonna thank us. So Pushing I just pulled up a buttons, bro. <laughs> I just pulled right up a, a article that says, or the the title goes: Contact hitting, speed, defense, and dominant bullpen. How the Guardians have drawn comparisons to the 2014, 2015 Royals. And can win this World Series with a, with a similar style of play. Ooh, and everybody is and everybody is counting them out. What do we hear? What do we hear from the playoffs this year? Right. I, I, I'm gonna advance. I'm, I'm gonna advance the podcast a little bit. Right. We hear Dodgers. Can the Braves repeat? Are the Mets as good as they think? Look at the Cardinals. Oh, the Phillies finally snuck in. Astros. Yankees. No one is talking about the Cleveland Guardians, and they might be the best team in the postseason. They're the three seed in the red hot AL. <laughs> yeah. And plus 3,500, please, everybody listening out there, you make $5. You make $10. Work for an extra hour and put that hourly wage on the Cleveland Guardians to win. The World Series. Terry Francona has the chops to pitch around Aaron Judge. Uh, he we, will. And he will. We ch- do we ch- trust the rest of the Yankees lineup to get the job done? And if Garrett Cole isn't Garrett Cole. Bum. What, what do we make of the rest of the Yankees staff? There are questions there. The Cleveland Guardians match up so goddamn well with the Yankees that the Yankees don't want to see them. They are hoping the Tampa Bay Rays win this matchup. Okay, so I think that is three Guardian choices. Eric, is the Guardians your choice as well? Are the Guardians your choice as well? Yeah, you guys told me. 
And that article <laughs> sold me. So pick the Rays. <laughs> so pick the Rays. We have, so a, we have Rays. a sweep. We, Fuck. Yeah. Uh, all right, Eric, get us the uh, break down the next matchup for the NL and give us the odds. Poor favor. All right, so for the uh, next wild card, or the NL wild card, it's the Phillies at the cards. For that one, the Cardinals are minus 130 faves. Phillies are plus 110 dogs. I think this is, I think the St. Louis Cardinals are great when they get to the postseason. I think they're amazing when they get to the postseason. Any non, like, one or two Cardinals team, when you get them in a wild card series, you have to be wary of them. That being said, this is the first time we have seen this Phillies lineup. The vaunted Phillies lineup Fully in the healthy. playoffs. JT Real Muto, Reese Hoskins, Aaron Nola, Bryce Harper. They're finally there. And they're there as a six seed. No expectations. No expectations. Bryce which is Harper what has let always. them down the last two years. Bryce Harper always delivers when there's no expectations. Always remember that. The Are Phillies, we, the, the, the Cardinals, we lost. Cardinals playing the Dodgers, the Cardinals playing the Mets, the Cardinals playing the Padres, the Cardinals playing the Braves. Win. I'll guarantee it. The Cardinals are a great team as a wild card team. I don't think the Cardinals get past the Phillies. That's wild. So you're taking the mm. Phillies. You're taking the I'm dog gonna take, against the We Cardinals. have now, this is the first time. We have seen this Phillies team that two years ago, the baseball world proclaimed as World Series winners. And they went crazy. And now two years later, what Jermaine just said, no expectations. There's no expectations on this team. They weren't supposed to be here. They weren't supposed to be here. They weren't supposed to make it. The Brewers were supposed to be in this spot. We predicted the Brewers in this spot. The Brewers are going to make the playoffs. The Phillies, they're a 75 win, 75, 80, 85 win team, but they're not making the playoffs. They're the third team from this division in the postseason. And they weren't supposed to make it. They're not but supposed yet. to be here. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So, Nick, what do we say about Phillies. house money? <laughs> they always win. Ain't your money. Ain't <laughs> your money. All right. So, Nick has got the Phillies. Who do you got, Nevada? So I'm going with St. Louis. Um, so Nick, real quick, for the NL, who had the best record at home for the NL teams? I mean, you're probably it's probably going to be the Cardinals. It's not probably. It is. It <laughs> I mean, like I, mean, I don't. I don't get asked questions that I don't know the answers to. It's the Cardinals. <laughs> you're wrong. It's the Dodgers. That being oh, wow. said, <laughs> yeah, the, the cart. Well, the you're, cart- you're, this is a professional podcast. You don't know who right. I'm picking for the World Series champions. <laughs> the, car- the Cardinals, Mets, and Braves are all right there at second, all within about a game of each other at home. Right. Run differential. Phillies <laughs> and Cardinals. Cardinals have a run differential of plus 135. Okay. The Phillies plus six, have a right? run <laughs> Run differential of plus 62. (laughs) They are doubling up Philly. Not to mention that they're at home as well. And I like Adam Wainwright. 
the guy just doesn't stop. He's I don't know. I think he's older than Tom Brady. I think he's about sixty four. He's yeah. I think I think bad a couple of years. He's ninety two and still playing baseball. He's but still he younger is, than Albert Pujols. <laughs> still younger than Albert Pujols. He is reliable as the horse that you rode in on. Uh, my only question is, as you and as you know and I know, does Nolan Arenado show up in the playoffs? <laughs> What an excellent question. The answer, no. <laughs> it's, why so, we, it's why we traded his bum ass and 80 million. Good luck with that. him in the playoffs. It's one of yeah. those it's one of those in, <laughs> it's one of those incomplete. That's my report yeah. card. Incomplete. Yeah. Long story short, I'm going Cardinals. They just got too much power at home. They're the home team. They're the home favorite. Book it. Quick question for you, Eric. Which team has Paul Goldschmidt? <laughs> National, or it's Cardinals. Nationals. Okay. Nationals. Nationals. Where are they Nationals. in here, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, who do you got in this matchup? Uh, I'm going to, based off the fact that they have two NL MVP candidates and two prior NL MVP candidates, and I would hate to see Yadier and Albert go out like a bunch of bums, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals. As much as I dislike the franchise, you got to like those two dudes. So I'm going to go with the St. Louis this Cardinals. This man, by the way, this man. Room three or three audiences from Philadelphia, and he has the audacity. I'm from Texas. From I just root for Philadelphia teams. To not take the Philadelphia Phillies. I say that again, Eric. I'm from Texas. I just root for Philadelphia teams. Oh, okay, so say that again. Say your pick again. The St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, okay. All right. You know how I know everyone's drunk? Nevada's been like looking at his phone for like the last like 20 minutes, and Dude, Nick got- doesn't understand how microphones work. He keeps leaning into that bitch. He's got, he Where's his mouth? What's he yeah, doing yeah. to the microphone? We don't you know. Get, you have to get. By the way, by the way, for you, for you listeners at home, this microphone is the biggest microphone in human history. <laughs> All right, so Nick has the Phillies. Nevada and Eric, the ex, the executive producers, both have the Cardinals. Now to me. And as much as I want to bet Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins <laughs> do it, and just root for the Phillies that I remember from childhood with Jeremy Rollins, <laughs> Chase with, Utley, Chase Utley, and then Phillips. What was Phillips' first name? Brandon. Brandon Phillips, but he played for the Reds. Rivers. I th- oh, I thought he played for the Phillies as well, though. Are you talking about my guy Shane Victorino? Shout out Hawaii. No, who was it? Was Ryan Brandon. Howard? All right, never mind. You're just gonna name other players instead of the one. That <laughs> All right, so Johnny I'm taking Finch. the I'm taking the Cardinals. This Cardinals season has been the typical Cardinals season to win the World Series. They have the storybook ending for their trio: the Yadier Molina, the Adam Wainwright, and the Albert Pujols. Who Albert Pujols has been a revelation since he got traded. He has been one of the proponents of moving this Cardinals team into the postseason. There was so many question marks about this team, and now the NL has the DH, and Albert Pujols gets to be the DH in the playoffs. A man who has 702 home runs. A man who is second all-time on the RBI list. Now let me tell you who you want playing at home for you. You want that man playing at home for you against this Philly squad. Now, these wild card matchups are so crazy because it literally feels like every one of them is a coin flip. 
Wow. Except for the one we'll talk about next. Oh, I guess, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So, I'm taking the Cardinals reluctantly, but I'm going with the division winner of the NL Central. Gross. My arch rivals, because they're going to move on and get stacked with the team they play in the NLDS. A little foreshadowing. Eric, will you give us the odds and the next matchup, please? Yeah, so before I do that, I just want to bring something up real quick. We're almost through the third quarter in the Broncos-Colts game, and the score is 6-6. How many games in the baseball playoffs do you think are going to be have a higher total run score than 12? Uh, any Yankees game. <laughs> uh, any Astros game. Any Astros game, by the way. Like, <laughs> I love the guy. I, I, again, touchdown? No, I was just – I thought we were talking Astros, so I was oh. – <laughs> Oh, by the way, Nevada oh, is a Broncos wow. fan through and through. Uh, and I bet Jerry Judy first touchdown or anytime touchdown. So if, if they could just score a touchdown, it would be great. Yeah, How about anytime touchdown the in the game? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah just could, anytime touchdown in the game. You could still hit both. I could still hit both. I could still hit both. All right. So what, what's, 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 the what's, the what's the time card, left? Please. What's the time left? One uh, We're about halfway one through the third. Yeah, halfway through the third. incredible. All right, so for the final wild card matchup, we have the uh, New York Mets are minus 175 favorites against the San Diego Padres, which are plus 145 dogs. Okay, so let's go ahead and move to Nevada first. Nevada, give us your thoughts on this series. Uh, I think I told it to Nick when they traded for um, Juan Soto. They got all this talent. Great, fantastic, all that to lose in the first round. It, it doesn't change. Granted, they don't have, uh, you know, good old what's-his-face, but um, no. It, this is the Mets. I have the Mets winning this easy. Sweep, 3-0, done. Well, you only have to win two in a three-game series. That's well, math. Sweet. <laughs> math, math, math is hard. Sweep, sweep. Okay. So you have the New York Mets. Let's go ahead and go to Eric. Who do you have in this matchup, Eric? So my big brother is a Mets fan, and we have a saying that we say to each other. The Mets are going to met. <laughs> so I'm taking the San Diego Padres. I, I believe the world says that. By the way. <laughs> well, he's the first person that taught me that when he would break hey, TV screens. You, you guys may have pioneered it, but um, the world says it. Yeah, so the Mets are going to met. Juan Soto is going to get hot like he did in 1920. He's going to carry this Padres team past. I love that you said Juan. And it's going to make all the terrible trade talks go away because we've we've all been shitting on that trade since it happened. But if he gets hot, a lot of people have, not us, but a lot of people have. So I think uh, Juan Soto gets hot and uh, carries them into the, uh, at least through the wild card. What, what side of the trade are they shitting on? I love I love both sides of this trade. I was like, I thought you're, it was a great trade. You're 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 mortgaging future for present. Like there's just a been a trade. lot there's just been a lot of like hand wringing on this trade. Like just a lot of people breaking it down and saying, like, if Soto doesn't work out, the fucking debt Padres gave up a just a ridiculous yeah, of he, has, he has two years left on his contract. If he doesn't work out, you're not re signing him. But yeah, so that's my opinion. Who scored, Go Padres. Who scored the touchdown, Nevada? Uh, it wasn't a touchdown. It was just a first down. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's big, for, big first down. Big first that's, down. That's first what down. Broncos get excited for now because they don't score touchdowns. Hey, can I can I tell you guys a dirty little secret? I have not watched a Panthers game this year because I just don't want to. I'm just angry. Hey, you at least beat the Saints. Yeah. Um. Let's see. This th- this battle. Wait, Jermaine, you go first because I've been talking too much. You no, go no, first. No, no, no. I'm going last. I want to see. So we got two match choices, Nick. Now it's down to you and I. You got it. Go ahead. This is a battle of perennial disappointments, right? You have the four and five Mets. The Mets never seem to live up to the hype. Last year, they made it the furthest that any team in Major League history has made it in the division lead to not make the playoffs, right? (laughs) The Padres made all the moves they made. Their entire lineup except for one person you can attribute to either a trade or a, or like a waiver wire. I just don't. I, I told you guys this when they made the Juan Soto trade. I don't trust Juan Soto as a clutch player. The Nationals won the World Series because of their pitching staff and their bullpen, which is what I'm going to go to. And San Diego is below Toronto, the Texas Rangers, Seattle, the New York Mets, the Baltimore Orioles, the Detroit Tigers, the Rays, the Mariners, the Indians, the Braves, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Astros in terms of bullpen ERA. The Padres just don't have it this year like they have not had it any other single year. It's not going to happen this year. The Mets are a team that has been hit by injuries consistently. DeGrom is back for the playoffs. Scherzer is back for the playoffs. We're talking three-game series. When you're telling me game one and game two, I have to face Scherzer and DeGrom, no way. No way the Padres can match that with Clevenger, who just went on the I.L., and Snell, and you, Darvish, and who else do they have? Joe Musgrove? No way those players match Serger and DeGrom. I'm going Mets all day long. Jermaine. I'm not going to lie. I've been wrestling with this decision all day. (laughs) One thing I love about the statistics that people throw at me with the Padres is... It's bulk. It's cumulative. It's all season. The Padres have had a rough season, but they are hot right now. Juan Soto has struggled since he got traded there, but he's picking it up in September. The last three weeks, Juan Soto has been playing terrific baseball. Josh Hader had a horrible start. I was at two different games where he almost blew the starts. Sorry, where blew the saves. (laughs) He blew the saves, and they had to hit a a ninth-inning home run to beat the San Francisco Giants. Well, technically a blown save is a blown start. Josh Hader did blow those starts. Yeah, okay, there you go. It's fine. So the Freudian slip was still accurate. What I will say is there are two players that I'm afraid of on the Mets, and if the Padres can figure them out in this series, I am not worried about the Mets' offense. Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor. They have combined to drive in nearly one third of the New York Mets runs. And they're the only players in that lineup with pop. So 
I was sitting here and I was that's why I specifically went last on this one. That's why I specifically went last. I'm switching my pick now to the San Diego Padres. I'm switching it now to the San Diego Padres. I don't trust Max Scherzer to give me a full start, a full quality start. I don't trust the bullpen, and I don't trust the offense of the New York Mets. The New York Mets were the one seed in their division almost all year. And they blew it. They blew it. The Mets were almost the one seed all year, and now we're talking about how good Atlanta is as an organization. So, to quote my good friend Eric and his brother, the Mets going to Met. And the only way you can Met harder is then losing to the San Diego Padres. This is going to be an all-time Mets moment. Jacob DeGrom is going to be a free agent in this offseason. He's going to walk away from this baseball team because they cannot handle business. So in a three-game series, you're betting against DeGrom and Serger. The, mo- the, most, the most clutch pitchers of all time. I'm betting against the Mets. I don't give a fuck who they're putting on the mound. Max Scherzer has not had a good season. He has not. He's been injured. He keeps missing starts. And every time he goes out there, there's some sort of tightness or elbow. I'm not betting on that. No chance. I'm taking Manny fucking Machado. Okay. You heard it here first. I, I seem to be the misaligned man every single every single one of these podcast every single one of these picks. I'm the what man that's talking? that's going that's what going are you for talking this. Talking about everyone picked the Mets except me. It's yeah. just oh fuck. Grom. I took the Padres. It's a bad Timmy, pick then. It's a bad pick. Timmy trumpets. Come on. Timmy trumpets. Can't look. Can't you guarantee me that Scherzer and DeGrom last long enough to hand the ball to Edwin Diaz? Because that bullpen is not confident enough. A single start? Yeah, I can. Can you guarantee it? How many times have we sat here and talked about DeGrom and Scherzer leaving early or having poor starts and getting pulled? It happens regularly with these two. I can and guarantee DeGrom, you said DeGrom postseason. When's the last time he played in the postseason? I can send you a – I will send you a double shotgun video. I will post – I will live stream a double shotgun a double shotgun video to the Room 303 Instagram account if the Mets do not win this series. I'll if allow it. I'll allow DeGrom it. and Serger are going six-plus. And the Mets are winning this series. They need to win two games with the best pitchers in baseball. But let's but let's we're we're how, we're, many, we're how many starts did those two have combined in this matchup? But it doesn't matter. You only need them to make one. Yeah, can they make it through one? Yes, yes, they can. Yes, they can. They can do they one can. start. Scherzer was just pulled because of fucking tight. I don't give a fuck. He's gonna be in the playoffs. It's Max Scherzer. Unique eyes. He's going to push through. He's going to say, get the fuck out of my face. He's going to throw fucking balls 99 miles per hour. They're going to get through this round. Let's move on to the next round where we're actually going to start to agree on stuff. Eric. All right. So we're going to move into the American League Division Series. So we don't have odds for it live on DraftKings. So I'm just going to give you the matchup. So uh, the first one, since they're the lower seed, is going to be – wait, how are they the lower seed? 
whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it's the New York Yankees will play the winner of the Rays and Guardian series. Okay. So hopefully everyone remembers their picks. I have the New York Yankees versus the Cleveland Guardians. I'm going to pick the New York Yankees to win this series. In a seven-game series, I think New York has enough power in their lineup to get this done. Now, doubting Terry Francona is might be fool's gold, but I think they can get this ALDS done. So I'm taking Yankees over Guardians. Who's next? I, I'm with you, Jermaine. Uh, Yankees got too much firepower against the Guardians. Even if uh, if it comes down just to runs, Yankees score differential in the regular season season plus two forty. Cleveland plus sixty four. Done. Eric, your pick. Contact hitting, speed defense, and a deep bullpen. I'm taking the Guardians. That's how you know the Guardians are not winning the series. <laughs> he found an article five minutes ago and just riding it, dude. <laughs> it's riding it to the end, baby. Right. So seven game series, right? We want to have pitchers that that can pitch. You want to have guys that can step up in the Yankees rotation. Besides Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole will Garrett Cole. I don't Everybody's talking about, oh, Garrett Cole struggles. Garrett Cole struggles. Get fucked. It's Garrett Cole. He's one of the best pitchers in the majors. He's going to dominate game one, game four, and game seven if he needs to. Right? My thought is. He's going to have to pitch on short rest. He's going to have to pitch on short rest. The battle here is Garrett Cole gives up a lot of long bombs. Garrett Cole is a is a velocity pitcher right he's a he's a guy that throws the ball high in the zone and hitters love to hit it right and maybe frankie montas from the a's is not the acquisition the yankees wanted he's not performing the way the yankees wanted him to perform that being said and all that being said you cannot hit Garrett Cole if you don't have power hitters. And what Eric, Eric, say what you just said that is going to win this series for the Guardian. Contact hitting, speed defense, and deep bullpen? Contact hitting. They can't hit Garrett Cole. Speed, you're not going to get on base with Garrett Cole. Right? You're telling me the Yankees need to win one game with four other starters. One, four, seven. That's what Garrett Cole's pitching. I'm betting on the best, one of the best, the top five pitchers in baseball to win one, four, and seven. And then I'm betting on one of the other four Yankees starters to contain the long ball ability of the Indians, of which there is none. The Yankees win this series. I want... It may go seven, and I hope it goes seven. And I want the Guardians to win it. They don't. The Yankees win this series. So I think opponents have fig- not figured out because he still hit, what, 62? But um, you could pitch around Aaron Judge. 
Um, they're 10 and 18 in August, so they're slipping, which we all know baseball is about who gets hot. Yankees are not hot right now. What are they in September, though? I don't have that pulled up, but I can pull it up. It's got to be September, though. I don't know. I I, 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 I don't give, I don't give you, I'm not bagging you here, Eric. I'm bagging this ESPN article that I literally have put up on my screen right now. I don't give a fuck about what they are in like ESPN loves to throw these stats to you. Like they're 10 and 18 in August. There's a whole nother month and a week that the Yankees played. Go to baseball reference. Look up what the Yankees were in September. 17 and eight. 17 oh, and eight. They're a good team, right? Whoa. And they're like, oh, Aaron Judge in August, Aaron Judge only hit. I don't give a fuck what they were in August. I give a fuck that they have Garrett Cole and they have the they have potentially the AL Cy Young and the AL MVP. That'll get you a little bit in the playoffs. Maybe just a little bit. I'm only a little bit of a baseball fan, but I know that if you have a dominant pitcher and you have a dominant hitter, you'll probably get decently far in the postseason. Speaking and now you have now you have a bye. Is Shohei a better a better MVP choice than Aaron Judge? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Let's lead with Nevada. Nevada, who's the better MVP choice? Man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I didn't even say a word. Uh, uh, I I don't think you can go wrong either way, but uh, fuck. Um, I'll go Shohei. Eric, do you have? Can you pull up those stats that you shared earlier, Nick? Who who are you going? Who are you going? Shohei or Aaron? That TikTok. Roger Maris's Roger Maris's record stood since 1961. 61 years later, Aaron Judge hit 62 American League home runs. It's the new record. That being it. said. Shohei Otani is hitting 34 home runs, 95 RBIs, 274. He's pitching at a fielding independent ERA of 2.7. He's 15 and 9 this year. He's the first person since Babe Ruth. Eric, when was the last time Babe Ruth played a baseball game? 1929, 1932. He's the first person since Babe Ruth was a pitcher. To do what you're doing. He's the first player to qualify. By the way, he's the first player to qualify for both the MVP and the Cy Young rankings in baseball history. He's thrown enough innings to qualify for the ER for the Cy Young, and he's had enough at bats to qualify for the MVP. It will be Aaron Judge, because like we say on this podcast, baseball writers are stupid. And they don't pick the correct candidate. They pick the guy that, oh my God, he hit 62 home runs. Wow. <laughs> let's not pick the guy that's, well, I can have that rant later. Let's not, let's, <laughs> let's, let's diminish the guys that saved your sport from being an ass water, fucking a backwater sport when you decide to strike when you're at the height of American culture. It <laughs> should be Shohei, it should be Shohei Otani. It's going to be Aaron Judge. And it's disrespectful to an awesome fucking player in Shohei that we will never see again. So for Shohei, it's 34 home runs, 233 ERA, 275 batting average, 219 strikeouts. And uh, he is plus 2,500 
for MVP odds. Read my stats back to me. Like he is, he should be. If, if you take most valuable player, it's gonna be the baseball owners. You be like, well, the Yankees are in the playoffs because and they're the, the best team in the AL because of Aaron Judge. They're not even the best team in the AL. Quietly, it's the Houston Astros. Quietly, the Houston Astros because of team ball. Who did they lose again, Jermaine? Did they lose like a starting player who's like pretty good? I believe his name is uh, Correa. Yeah, they lost their starting shortstop, and guess what? Still were first in the AL. So, first in their division, right? Because the Yankees have a better record, right? First in the AL. First seed. They have a better record than the Yankees? 100%. Oh, wow. I think the Astros are a better team. I didn't even realize that. The Yankees right. The Yankees sucked a dick in June and July. Let, let's let's play a fun a fun game. Um, player A is the first person I'm going to say, and I'm going to tell you who they have more than. Okay? So, player A has 34 home runs. Player B, Giancarlo Stanton, has 31. Player A, 233 ERA, Garrett Cole, 351. Player A, 275 average, Mookie Betts, 269 average. Player A, I'll have to play that again, 269 strikeouts. Player A, 269 strikeouts. He has more strikeouts than, hold on, it's coming back. He has more strikeouts than Justin Verlander at 185. Uh, I'd like to solve. I'd like to solve the puzzle, please. Uh, player A is Shohei Otani. He's the best player we've ever seen in baseball. One hundred percent. Barry Bonds, eat your heart out. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. He's the best player. Uh, he's the best player in. He's a good, good call. Good call. He's the. He's the. He's the best. He's the best hitter pitcher we have ever ever seen. Like, yeah. I, like I, I don't, I don't know how you could not name this. So here's the problem, right? Say what you were going to say, what you just put in the chat, Nevada. So one of my big points for this year for MVP is that whatever accolades, whatever stats you want to throw out there, the people that are voting for MB, MVP are the same ones who say that trout is just an average player and trout is not an MVP. Baseball writers love this concept of like MVP needs to be the person that contributes most to the success of his team. And it's not that it's the player that literally on his Mike Trout for years has been holding the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim like Atlas holding the world on his back. And finally he had somebody to support him and you still won't give him that respect. Let me ask you this. All right. First of all, you're welcome. Mike Trout. I don't owe you a fucking apology. The only reason you balled out is because of me. You're welcome. Is Shohei even the best player on his team? Yes. A hundred percent, dude. Okay. A hundred percent. Because Mike Trout is outstanding. And outstanding. We're, we're on record for saying that Mike Trout is probably a better baseball player than Barry Bonds. Oh, man, that's so yeah. That means Shohei is the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. Dude, you can't. Dude, you 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 can't. You 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 just you can't look past the fact that my man is throwing. An under 2.5 ERA 
He's qualified for the Cy Young, and he's thrown under 2.5 ERA, and he's qualified for the MVP, and he's going 274, 34, and 95. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. We can't even get people to hit 250. He's doing this while a 15-9 starting record. What have we talked about in this podcast? Good Uh, hitters hit 250. We got to stop. We we love Shohei Otani. It's going to be Aaron Judge. It's why he's the betting favorite. (laughs) But it's dumb. It's wrong. It's incorrect. Next. All right. So New York Yankees over the Cleveland Guardians. Next ALDS matchup we have is the Houston Astros over the Seattle Mariners. Let's make these a lot more quicker. Nevada, we'll start with you since you're the guest. Who do you have in this matchup? Astros, Mariners. I hate it, but Astros. (laughs) All right, Eric, who do you got in this matchup? Astros or Mariners? My eventual champion, Houston Astros. Wow, don't wow. give it away that easily, Eric. Yeah, you got to say <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so alert. Nick, Jesus who do you Christ. got? Houston Astros or the Mariners? I love – so I picked the Blue Jays in this That's spot, right? right? It does not matter who it is, Blue Jays, Mariners. The Astros lead the league in both bullpen ERA and team ERA. Like I said, the Yankees have been the team that we talked about all year. Oh, Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. They're so good. The Astros are the one seed. The Astros – are going to the ALCS, and I'll talk about it in a second, but the Astros are going to win the ALCS. They are the best team in the AL because they have no pressure on them. There is absolutely no pressure on the Astros. They can do whatever they want, and it doesn't matter. Everything is on the Yankees this year. Whatever they want. Can they bang trash cans? They can, yeah. (laughs) I have the Houston Astros advancing past the Seattle Mariners, who I had picked, so... As tragic as that sounds, it is it is the raw deal that we have. We don't like it. <laughs> no, we do not. Um, so I owe a retraction earlier. I was just talking shit because I'm a big Padres fan since I live out here. The Mets are winning that series. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and get into the NLDS. We have the Atlanta Braves taking on. I selected the St. Louis Cardinals. I think this is a fascinating matchup. It's a good tune-up for the Braves who are a fantastic team. They're going to have to do they're going to have to play elite baseball to get past this Cardinals team, but they should do it in 6. So I'm taking the Atlanta Braves to advance to NLCS. Uh Nevada, give us yours, please. Yeah, I I'm with you, Jermaine. Um I think it's a pretty even series. Um I haven't paid that much close attention to the Braves this year as I did last year, but I remember Max Fried was a away titan um so nick if correct me if i'm wrong but i i'm still going with the braves i I think they too much too complete they know how to get it done god they are hot right and they have the players that they they i mean acuna wasn't there last year acuna didn't play last year And, and if you're telling me i can i can have a team that wins the world series and I can add Ronald Acuna to that to that roster, keep the same pitching staff. I mean, the the Braves in August and September have been the hottest team in baseball because they caught the Mets, they passed the Mets, and then they have played the last two series, last six games. They have played high leverage series before the playoffs in which. Who was the division winner again? Remind me, gentlemen. 
Atlanta. Atlanta, because they won in high leverage series before the playoffs. It's going to be Atlanta. I would love to pick St. Louis here. I would love it because it's just, but it's not a six seed. It's not a six seed St. Louis. It's not the underdog St. Louis. Atlanta's winning. They're going to the the NLCS for a second year. Okay, so... Is it, is it not the third year in a row the Braves would be in the NLCS? Because aren't they one and one versus the Dodgers in the NLCS? Did they make it in 2020 in the COVID year? Dod- Dodgers have beaten the Braves in an NLCS. Maybe it's not this NLCS, but it'd be something that we need to look at. So, Eric, if you could look up very quickly for me when Ronald Acuna came back for the Braves, but here is the Braves record by month. April 10 and 12, May 13 and 15, June 21 and 6, July 18 and 8, August 18 and 10, September 18 and 8, and October 3 and 2. Ronald Acuna returned to the Braves in June 12, on June 12. If you cannot see the direct correlation in the way this Atlanta Braves team plays, then I apologize to you. You need to read a baseball book. I believe there is a baseball for dummies out there. The Braves are going to beat the Cardinals. Eric, who do you have in this series? Braves. Uh, Because we have a great executive producer, Eric just posted, since June 12th, since Ronald Acuna came back, He's posted a three-slash line, so three-slash line, average on-base percentage slugging of 368, 457, and 737. This man was my pick last year for home run champion. He was my pick this year for NL MVP. I might double down. I might triple down. I might pick him as playoff and as nlcs well no i'm sorry as no i won't actually that's a lie <laughs> i just lied to you guys all I just so lied to all of you. so something about acuna i'm reading this right now he is the most he has the most plate discipline for an aggressive hitter is what they're saying he's in the top 93rd percentile for chasing for not chasing pitches he is a master at seeing what pitch i don't him. I don't think that means he's a he has great discipline for an aggressive hitter. I think that means he is the 93rd percentile of hitters at viewing pitches. Yeah, so essentially the way they worded it is incorrect. Eric didn't write the article. But what Eric is getting at is the dude can read whatever the pitcher is trying to throw him, and it's unbelievable. It is amazing to watch. It's one of the reasons why I loved watching the Braves leading up to before he tore his ACL. That's when I stopped watching the Braves, and then they won the World Series. You're welcome, Atlanta. That was for you. Um, this dude is an outstanding ball player. I love Ronald Acuna Jr. R- Ronald Acuna is Nick's Miles Garrett. I pick Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year every single year. <laughs> Some bullshit happens. He hits Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet. He gets into a car accident. That's such a good comp, dude. Oh my god, I love Miles Garrett. So such a good comp, dude. I love Ronald Acuna. The reason the reason they stated that the way it is because he's aggressive in certain situations is indicated by his swing rate on first pitch at twenty four point three percent, and on end zone pitches at sixty nine point three percent. 
What is what's an end zone pitch? Is that in in zone pitches? I'm leaving, dude. I'm so frustrated. I just fell. Ah! Yo, it's recording. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. All right, this is a professional podcast. Let's get it. Why do you not? Why do you not swing? Why do you not swing on the first pitch? I end up on your ass. Nick, nobody knows what you're trying to say right now. We're actually <laughs> muting you. We're going to keep it pushing to the next round. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so the final NLDS matchup, I believe we all have it after I issued my retraction. We have the New York Mets taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll start with you, Eric, because you're shaking your head vehemently, and Nevada's plugged into this Broncos game. Give us your winner of this series. So I think it's going to. You had the Padres, correct? Yeah, I think it's going to be Dodgers Padres. Um, A little foreshadowing since I didn't do it last time. This is the other component to my uh, World Series final. Um, I'm gonna take the Dodgers. Bro, that's not foreshadowing. You just told them who's going to the World Series. Yeah, (laughs) Dodgers Astros lock it in. It's plus five eighty right now on DraftKings. (laughs) That's a great bet, Eric. Oh. That's a great bet. I love – say it again for those listening at home. <laughs> Dodgers-Astros World Series plus 580 on DraftKings. I mean, take your mortgage. Not- take your mom's mortgage. Sell your firstborn child. Take that money. Put it on that. This is what the World Series is going to be. It's probably a chalk pick, but, I mean, those are great fucking baseball teams. So that is for 580, the juice that you're getting for a Bray. I'm sorry, for a Dodgers Strohs World Series. Not only that, we've seen one of the greatest World Series ever between the Dodgers and Strohs. So the fact that you can get that at 580 is amazing. I love it. So let's push it to Nevada. Nevada, what do you what do you have in this matchup? I believe you had the Mets as well. So it should be Dodgers Mets. Who are you taking? Yeah, I, I think I did. Um unfortunately and it goes against the grain of everything in my body but it, dodgers dodgers <laughs> that's a rockies fan just absolutely defeated you're not although nevada you sounded defeated you're not the most defeated person on this podcast right now seeing as nick just busted his ass um why is it that the why is it that the two best highlights of twenty twenty two for me are seeing Nick bust his ass? <laughs> First we get the tree. Oh, from the tree. Yeah. From oh, the yeah. tree. Oh wait, and from the tree we... or from or from because uh, we have to remember my falling against Hanky in the oh, race dude. was in twenty twenty two. You got the trifecta, we, dude. Yo, we started the new year with <laughs> Nick falling in a race because he thought he was fast. I was fast. I could beat Hanky. Just not. He was so fast he fell. Just not, just not at the at the current condition that I was at the time. Then my boy, what? Where were you when you fell from the tree? Uh, that was uh, that was Saint Martin with your with your lovely uh, bottom left, uh, oh. b- bottom left. Uh, with Jesus with with Nevada Putnam with Nevada Putnam. Let's get Yo, this man in concussion protocol. <laughs> but I got two. I got two symptoms. Oh, <laughs> that's so crazy. So you're Nick. You're taking the Dodgers, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 the Dodgers. I mean, like, 
I can debate. I, I can. I, I can give you guys like Serger, Degrom stuff all day long, but it's it's the Dodgers. Uh, what's it, Eric? You have the standings up of the MLB. Uh, I can get them up real quick. What what's the what's what's the regular season run differential of the Dodgers? Dodgers. <laughs> it's probably not three thirty three anymore. Plus three thirty four. Plus three thirty four. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys know about baseball, but there's 162 games in baseball. That hey, means five dollars. That means the Dodgers who, have. Go, Eric. Five dollars. Who? who for five dollars to whoever can guess what the second place team is with their run differential. Uh, in all of MLB, oh, Houston Astros two seventy five. No, not even close. Yankees. Correct team. What's the differential? Uh, Yankees, Yankees have plus 245. So close. I, I think God I said it earlier. Damn. It was like 240, 240, 240. 240, exactly. All right, I got the five for you, Nevada's coming your way. But yeah, Yank. So uh, Astros, or sorry, I Dodgers plus three. I didn't even get a pick. I'm just kidding. I went first. <laughs> plus 334. Second best team run differential, Yankees plus 240. Almost 100 run difference. So for for those of you who know anything about baseball, baseball plays 162 games. That means the Dodgers have scored more than two runs a game better than their opponents. No, no, no. I did the math. In wins, it's three. It is three three in wins because they obviously scored less in losses. So when the Dodgers win a game, they win the game by more than three runs. By the way, more more than three runs, that's not a save situation. <laughs> All right, so now that Nick has rallied, he's taking the Dodgers. I will say this. The Mets are the team in the NL besides the Braves obviously that the Dodgers do not want to see. They own the San Diego Padres. They it is baby brother, they bend them over and they smack them on the behind and they let them know they did it wrong. The New York Mets, with those two starters and Edwin Diaz as their closer, shout out one of the all-time great closing songs, are the team the Dodgers don't want to face. My biggest question mark going into this postseason for the Dodgers is what the hell are they going to do with their pitching staff? Their pitching staff is in shambles. I'm not even sure who the four starters are going to be for the Dodgers this year. Their best pitcher is not playing for them in this postseason. Go with your best postseason starter, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, notoriously bad postseason pitcher. All right, so <clears throat> I'm actually going to take the New York Mets to beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm sticking with my original prediction. I switched it to the Padres because I was a homer and I got caught up in the moment and I regret that whole situation now. I'm going to take the New York Mets to beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. I don't think their manager is a good manager. I don't trust their pitching staff right now. And as Nick would say, which team has the better starting pitchers? Bet them. I can get Three games of DeGrom and three games of Scherzer. It's it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. 
so in a seven game series, you tell me I got Scherzer for three and DeGrom for three. I'm going to take the Mets to upset the Dodgers. And it's partly because I don't fucking trust the Dodgers in my ball sack. They've had the highest fucking payroll and for seven fucking years. And all they do is lose world series unless COVID shortens the season to 60 games. If, if you guys want to bet the Dodgers, bet that the Dodgers pitching absolutely shuts out their opponents and their lineup, like their, their lineup plays well in the postseason. If you want to bet the not Dodgers, bet the, what the Dodgers have done in, in non-COVID seasons, that their pitching dominates and their pitching does dominate. Don't get me wrong. Dodgers postseason pitching, amazing. But the Dodgers lineup, doesn't really play that well postseason wise. So Jermaine has a good point. Their their lineup, like, listen, good starting, good bullpen pitching is great, but you also need to score runs sometimes. And the Dodgers are infamous at not scoring runs. And you know what the Braves can do or the Mets can do? They can score runs with their lineup. All right, so let's wrap this up. Let's speed this up. Dodgers only scored more than four once. Is that postseason you gotta give me some context so in 2022 the mets dodgers played seven games the mets won the series four three and the dodgers only scored more than four runs once or twice they scored more than four runs twice sorry out of seven (laughs) games all right so let's get into the alcs i have a matchup of strohs versus yankees did everyone else pick that matchup i believe eric has guardians versus strohs correct Correct. Okay. So we'll lead with Eric since he's got the one differentiating setup. Who do you have between the Guardians and the Strohs? You've already told us, but say it again, please. The cheating Strohs. <laughs> Not cheating anymore. They're still the best team in the AL. What do people got to say now? Fuck you, Strohs. All right. Nick, give us your pick between the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros. The Yankees will be shut. The Yankees lineup will be shut down by both Houston's bullpen and Houston's starting pitching. You tell me what team leads both categories in the majors. Houston is the best bullpen ERA, 2.8. Houston is the best starting pitching by almost 20 points at a 3.28, right? Houston's winning this series. They're gonna they're gonna pitch around Judge because they have good pitchers, and they're just not gonna throw and they're gonna strike out everybody else. Houston to the World Series, game over. I I agree. I, I'm taking the Houston Astros to go to the World Series. The 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 best part about betting the Houston Astros right now, to win it all. On top of that, there is no expectations. No one's talking about the Houston Astros. They haven't talked about the Houston Astros all goddamn year. I believe there was one conversation they had, and the conversation was when Verlander returned from injury. They were like, oh, Verlander's back, because we all love fucking Justin Verlander. The dude's a goddamn savage on the mound. So we should talk about him being back. But arguably one of the best teams, if not, in my opinion, they are the best team in baseball. You don't get a beat up on the D-backs and the, and the goddamn Rockies for 60 combined games and then tell me that you're good. And the Padres suck too. Well, so, uh, go heading into the playoffs, believe it or not, the Houston Astros have are the favorites to win the World Series at plus 380. Yeah, nobody's shocked. 
Nobody's shocked. They also and it also they drew a fantastic. The the two teams that they have from the wild card round cannot beat them. Cannot. And the Guardians, I have the Guardians winning, but the Rays are a much more dangerous matchup to the Strohs. But their manager will get in their way. So the Strohs are going to win that matchup no matter what. So that wraps our ALCS. All four of us collectively believe the Houston Astros will be in the World Series. That brings us to the NLCS where I personally have the New York Mets taking on the Atlanta Braves. Does anybody else have different matchups? I believe you do. You have, somebody has to have Dodgers have, versus Braves, yeah. right? I have I have Dodgers Braves, yes. Okay, yep. so I'm the old I'm the odd man out. The New York Mets versus Atlanta Braves. I don't know why, but in my head it's fixated as a, a great postseason matchup. I don't know if there's like a history of them playing in the postseason. I don't know what it is, but in my head I just think like this is gonna be a great postseason matchup. The Atlanta Braves will win this matchup handily. That's all I got to say about it. The Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series to defend their championship versus the Houston Astros. Next. Who wants to go next? I got uh, Dodgers going to the World Series. It still pains me to say it, but Dodgers. Yeah. Dodgers. I, I'll, I'll agree with, with Nevada. I mean... It's just a it's just a Dodgers team that looks different. They're built different, and they're not being talked about this year. They're, they're not being talked about as the dominant team that they are. They they are the tied for the fourth best team in terms of win loss in baseball history. They won 114 games this year. Like the Dodgers are not someone to just be taken lightly, and they have. What counts in the postseason is they have depth. And what we just said is depth in the postseason is those type of guys that you can go to the bullpen early. You can go to that pinch hitter if the other guy's not doing well. The Dodgers have guys that can score from the bench. And they have relievers that can come in the game and can impact the game. It's going to be the Dodgers, unfortunately. All right, so we have a Dodgers sweep. Eric shaking his head yes. So I'm assuming he's got Dodgers versus Strohs in the World Series. <laughs> I will say the Atlanta Braves were a worse team last year and beat the Dodgers in the NLCS. They're a better team now. They're more confident, and they're defending a ship. They are one and one versus the Dodgers, who have had the highest payroll for the last seven years and can't seem to get it done in the postseason because one of their four key hitters always disappears. The Atlanta Braves with Ronald Acuna will make the World Series this year. In fact, I'm drunk enough. Eric, you're always desperate for these. Put it in the locks. The Atlanta Braves will make the World Series this year. So, to wrap up this podcast that's now run extremely long because Nick fell, we're blaming it on that. No other reason. I have a World Series matchup of the Houston Astros versus the Atlanta Braves. And I'm telling you right now, the Atlanta Braves 
are going to be the first team to repeat since God knows when. I don't know the last team who repeated. The Atlanta Braves are going to do something truly elite in baseball, and that is repeat as World Series champions. And that is my pick to win it all. Eric, can you give me the juice for the Atlanta Braves? Yeah, let me pull it up for you real quick. Uh, Braves to win the World Series. Oh my god! Oh, I'll jump in here while <laughs> all right, uh, Nevada, give while us your he, pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's uh, looking that up. Uh, so I got Dodgers and Strohs. Um, not a very good World Series matchup because can't really stand either team. Um, I will go again. As much as it pains me, I hope Dave Roberts falls flat on his face again after time and time and time again. But as an article says, the last time the Dodgers and Strohs met was the 2017 World Series. However, the Dodgers did not have Mookie Betts, Turner, or Freeman. And those are three of a hardcore for the Dodgers. So, uh, the Dodgers, I guess. <laughs> That's a Rockies fan. So for those of you listening, the Atlanta Braves are plus 600 to win it all right now. Sprinkle a little pizza money on it. That's fantastic. Um, Dodgers are plus 580, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Eric? So Dodgers are plus 580. If you agree with Nevada, sprinkle it on that. I don't think the Dodgers have the chops to win in a 162-game season. Nick, now give us your pick. I believe you have Dodgers Strohs as well, correct? I do have Dodgers Strohs, correct. Um, there's a lot to be said when a manager announces his rotation for the World Series or for the playoffs, the World Series playoffs, whatever you want to say. Dave Roberts is notoriously a terrible manager who trusts his players just to get him through anything, right? The type of guys that Dave Roberts has listed that are his starters in the playoffs He's listed three guys, right, that are all lefties. Houston Astros have absolutely murdered lefties all year, and it will only get worse in the postseason. Nobody's talking about I've heard nothing about the Houston Astros this year. I've heard Dodgers. I've heard Yankees. Nothing about the Houston Astros. Houston Astros, they're going to get revenge for 2017. They're winning the World Series. So, Strohs to beat the Dodgers is plus 1,400. Dodgers to beat the Strohs is four, plus 1,400. So, those are the obvious bets that you two should make. Eric, you're the last one on the table. I believe you have the Los Angeles Dodgers taking on the Houston Astros as well, correct? Hey, Nevada, let's make some money at that pl plus yeah. 1,400. Okay, and who do you got? Astros. There you go. Strohs to beat Dodgers plus 1,400. We have two Strohs winners. We have one Dodgers winner. And then you have me taking the Atlanta Braves to repeat for the first time in Lord knows how long. Uh, the the 2019-1998 uh, New York Yankees is the last yeah. time a team repeated. 
Last time it happened, Nevada was correct. So that goes. that's going to wrap today's podcast. We have nothing else for you. Follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. We have uh, my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. As always, we have EPE and special guest, Nevada Putnam. A big thank you to you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you for the NHL. Uh, with that being said, we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs> Thank you.